Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part media club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. So you and I were talking a lot about some family stuff before we started recording. And yep. you are you went through an experience that I always found very interesting growing up where like becoming an aunt or uncle at a very young age is such like a weird thing to experience because you know i have like a very traditional family and so to see someone like kind of even expand like a little bit past that in terms of age was always fat i remember the 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 first time i witnessed that happen to somebody i was in like I think it was fifth grade, and I remember somebody brought in a picture of their niece or whatever, and I'm like, "You are twelve. You are twelve. Yeah. yeah, dude. I became an uncle in sixth grade, sixth or seventh. No, yeah, sixth or seventh grade. I can't remember. And it also didn't help that I didn't fully understand non-traditional family dynamics until I was in like late middle school like my parents when i i think i was in eighth grade and my parents kind of had to like fully break down like the difference between a stepbrother and a half brother because i just like never encountered those things naturally and when i did i just (laughs) i remember being in like early middle school and like meeting a blended family for the first time because my friend was like in this blended family and I just fully accepted the fact that I did not understand what was going on. I met like I know his... who lives here, who doesn't live here. <laughs> I I met like his steps, but like they weren't married. I think they were just dating and like she had moved in. So like now there's just this new child who's like four years younger than me that now I have to like pretend to play with, I guess. It was it's such a weird phenomenon that like I'm willing to accept most of the blame. I'm sure my parents tried their best, but it got to a point where somebody like just started using the term step family around me. And I'm like, whatever you, whatever, bro, whatever, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up with a half sister. I didn't quite get step parents for a while, but I did think people with divorced parents were cooler. Like, they were edgy, dude. So, like, I didn't know why. I'm like, obviously it sucks. Because now you got two different houses. You got a bedroom in each one. I'm like, that sucks. You don't know. I mean, and the houses aren't as nice as when parents stayed together. Because, like, you're splitting the money in half. But I'm like, for some reason, these kids are... Dude, there's angst. (laughs) And, like, something about experiencing early childhood trauma... (laughs) And also really makes you grow up. And also when you're 11, the concept of two Christmases is way cooler than the concept of a happy family. (laughs) Also, I'm like, wait, so your dad was married to your mom. They're not anymore. And now his girlfriend, he has a girlfriend. Like, that's weird. I'm like, what? He's not married anymore. Like, no, he's not married. Be like, but he's got a girlfriend like teenagers. Like I have a girlfriend. We're the same. Like that, the concept like a, an adult would have a girlfriend or a boyfriend was just weird, dude. Yeah. And I also remember my elementary school had a program called, I think they called it the Banana Splits Club, where children of divorce oh, dude, could, yes. <laughs> could meet up. And as a kid, I just like 
fully did not comprehend why that was a necessary program. Dude, I used to um, think I'm like, why are they pulling all the kids who do drugs to have one group? <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck here with all the squares. <laughs> What's going on? And so I understand that this intro is me 100% putting my privilege on blast. And I I need to meet that at that term. But, like, I also just, like, I look at it at such, like, a time of blissful ignorance. Like, somebody somebody needed to tap that child on the shoulder and just kind of have a talk with him. Somebody needed to let him in because he was looking through the window like Tiny Tim in A Christmas Carol. Like, why are all those children crying and eating ice cream? But... I just oh, I dude. find I find that period of time kind of funny because I was at no point more than in that moment was I just a combination of atoms floating through a rock in space. <laughs> awesome. Dude, I used to now that my parents are divorced, I missed when it was cool. And now it's just <laughs> traumatic. I missed when the 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 fun part's already over. And now it just sucks. <laughs> and what's wild is is I have no right to feel this way, but I felt kind of the same way when your parents got divorced. I remember <laughs> when you told me, and I, my first reaction was kind of like, really? Isn't a little late? <laughs> They've been together for a long time. You think they would have figured this out a long time ago? That's uh, crazy, dude. <laughs> That's committing way too long to something and then realizing, oh, I'm not into that at all. Can you imagine doing theater for like 20 years and be like, actually, I hate musicals. Be like, Yo, what? You could have stopped that so long ago. Why are we still doing this? Dude, it's bananas. Straight up bananas. But that being said, I'm, maintain- I'm maintaining that step parents have the highest like disparity between cool and uncool. They can be so much cooler than your biological parents. Or so much worse, like oh. call the police worse. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Like, because they can, they can just like, you're coming in and like the best part of their life. Because like when you're, as far as your biological parents, they've spent all their money on you. They have no money left. This person might not even have kids and they just got a bachelor pad and they're coming in and be like, what is it you want? New Xbox? Sure. Why not? You could one do at that age. You could one hundred percent buy my love. <laughs> I was the last person of my three brothers to get a DS. If you would have just gave that to me off the rip, dude, you would have been my dad. <laughs> you would have been my dad. What do you want me to call you? Sure, I'll have two dads. That's fine. I'll sign adoption papers. I don't care. I don't care, dude. What's this guy done for me? Feed me. <laughs> There you go. Put me in a nice house. Give me clothes. I want cool stuff, dude. <laughs> and that's why I'm the podcast stepdad. I'm here to give you cool stuff, man. I'm I'm cool. I'm hip. Oh my god. All right. Well, I think we're gonna calm down a little bit and maybe pivot into our most <laughs> unceremonious segment ever. <laughs> so this week, in our final week of game reviews, we are talking about. Call of the Wild, The Angler. It is a spin-off game of an already existing outdoorsman gaming franchise, Call of the Wild. And this one is called The Angler. It's all fishing, babe. You want to hear us talk about fishing? Carry on as usual. 
If not, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code, 14 minutes, 45 seconds. So, Call of the Wild the Angler is a game where you can fish and the game tries to pretend to give you other things to do other than fish. <laughs> the game will give you missions. The game will have you collect other things, but it's just pretending. It's not actually part of the game. The hey, game did you want to drive a Jeep? The <laughs> game is and only is fishing. <laughs> all the good and all the bad. I have never played a fishing game in my life that makes me wait five plus minutes for a fish to land on the hook. Now, is that realistic? Absolutely. Is that what I want in a video game? No. Dude, while I was fishing, I'm like, you know what's more fun than this? Fishing in Minecraft. I would rather I would... be fishing in real life than fishing in this game. And like, At least you'd be outside. And like... The thing that's wild about it is the fishing is programmed well because it's fishing. It's the coding <laughs> equivalent of of tic-tac-toe, right? Um, however, nothing else in the game works well. Like, the, the map is also gigantic. Why is the map that big? No one needs to go to all those places. But, like, the driving is garbage. The mission structure is garbage. The, tr like, the waypoints are non-existent. They like, it's crazy how, like, this is the most bare-bones game that I've seen in a long time. And I pre-ordered Anthem. So, like, when I look... It, this is the struggle, right? Because... On paper, this game accomplishes exactly what it said what it set out to do. It is a fishing game. You can go on a dock and fish and you will catch fish. However, at the end of the day, that is a $5 arcade game, not a $40 piece of software you sell on consoles. Yeah, dude, I'm thinking like cuz there's like different lures and hooks and you can do all this stuff. And when you click on your fish, it tells you, "Oh, this fish usually tends to be by the bottom. This fish is more aggressive. This fish only can get caught during the day. And then I realized, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, it'll be like, you need to go catch a silver crappie. And I'd be like, cool. And then you catch it and it goes, good job. Now release it and catch something else. I'm like, oh wait, wait, God. wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, wait, no. This took me so long. To ca I caught so many of the wrong things. And I was like, okay, take your picture. You good? Now put it back and do it again. But three miles that way. This just... game freaking sucks, dude. Here's the thing. I think if you like fishing, you're going to fish. And you're not going to do this. Because this does... Why do this when you can actually go fishing? So I think... And the thing is, is this game is not good enough to convert non-fishers. This doesn't yeah. make you want to go fishing. So it's a nothing game. It's, it's GTA if you took out everything and just put fishing in it. So what Alex is saying is it's nothing like GTA. It's no Imagine it's, it's like GTA, but nothing like GTA and has fishing in it. My favorite thing about all these game reviews that we've done is that Alex is a man who likes to, like, 
have like ground himself in his reviews for everything. But Alex has only played four games in his life. So Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, GTA, and Minecraft. Yeah. So he's going (laughs) to... The 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 entire review is him just reaching for a single aspect of any of those games that Dude, he. I just referenced to this two one. of the four in this review. <laughs> so, um, I can't express enough how Alex and I both independently loaded into this game, caught a fish, and was like, "Okay, I can vibe with this." Then the game kind of lets you do your own thing, and then you realize that you are just in an empty space that you exist nowhere but on this huge i cannot express how big this map is for fishing and and we both kind of had to come to terms with our own mortality in a way that like i don't know if was the purpose of this game um i mean i will say i quit so early it'd be like leaving a movie um I mean, middle of the first act. I'm not even done meeting all the characters. I'm like, ah, this ain't for me. So if this was Captain America, I would have left before I became a superhero. (laughs) (laughs) That's how early I quit this game. It's like, ah, not interested. And so maybe what we're learning is that fishing is not an activity that you can sell an entire game by. Now, fishing is a great mini game. Destiny has fishing. Skyrim is fishing. Minecraft, um, like it, it exists in a plethora of games. So it's not to say that it can't work. It's just that it doesn't work on its own. It so, can't be its own game because the people who just want to fish are go already fishing. fishing. <laughs> <laughs> going fishing. Oh man. Anyway, do you want to talk about 10. Starfield some more? Yeah, dude. Dude, for real, <laughs> we can. I'm giving this movie a four out of ten. I'm gonna say objectively, it's not for me, but I will say that. It does enough things right that it's below average. It's not a good game, but it's definitely not for me. It does as much as you can do with fishing, but I mean, four out of 10 seems gracious. Yeah, I can live with you in that four out of 10. It's just, it's just such a nothing burger that it's it's nothing. I'm going to forget I played this game in a couple weeks. So do you want to do segments or just want to talk about something else? Let's just leave it as is. Let's go into segments, man. <laughs> okay. Um, I totally forgot that I have the improv and I just needed to Oh, um, what was I gonna do? Oh, we're just gonna do micro scenes. Um, I oh. have a what would you do generator pulled up. So it's gonna give us various scenarios in a like a what would you do type um style. Ooh. And so we're just gonna do micro scenes based on these fun little prompts that are given to us, okay? Love it. Your teacher says that you can get good grades if you start bringing them gifts to school. Uh, these are just like conversations. I just want to talk about this. I know improv is a whole thing, but I feel like we're vibing and I kind of just want to talk about it. Hey, are we turning this into a casual episode? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay. Are. Let's cool. do it. Because my middle segment, we can just do casual conversations about the bits we prepare <laughs> okay so dude okay how hot is my teacher and also what grade am i in am okay. i in college woo, woo. okay <laughs> hold on we need to back up we need to dial it back a lot okay so are you saying that the attractiveness of your teacher directly correlates with what kind of gift you're gonna get them to boost your grades yes what but are you like, talking about of course but like if you feel like you would 
try as hard no matter what. No, not true. I only I have a finite amount of money. Mo- I think the smart person goes, well, I'll spend the most money on getting gifts for the classes I'm worse than. That's not true. I'm not going to do that. Um, if I'm bad in a class, I'm just bad in the class. I need to impress the teachers. I want them to so, like me. I want them to feel something. Okay. So again, let's say heavily depends a, on the grade for this whole conversation to make sense. So let's say you're a junior in high school. Okay. Favorite grade. You have a 30% in the 80 year old man's class and yep. a 60% in the attractive teacher's class. Okay. Just for and giggles. We're going to say, uh, old man, let's do chemistry or f- yeah. Some like science everybody hates. And then, and I'm obviously doing bad in, so let's make it honors chem. No one likes honors chem. And then attractive, um, let's do like English lit. Okay. All you got to do is read books and then talk about it and write about lenses and stuff. So let's, so you have a 30% in that chemistry class and a Or we can make things weird and say choir teacher. Can I finish my <laughs> I'm <just> hypothetical? <laughs> I'm just having fun. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so are you saying that even though you have a passing but poor grade in the AP Lit class, you would still prioritize getting that teacher a gift because they're more attractive, even though you so desperately need it in your honors chem? I'm saying in choir, where everyone gets an A, if you go to the concert and pass like the two exams we have a year. And then I am straight up failing honors chem. If the choir teacher is cute enough and unmarried, then I, as a junior think, um, I guess I'm going to get her movie tickets and just happen to be at the same movie. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Alex, I don't know you. This is going down a path that I don't know how to pull us back from. <laughs> Listen, maybe we should get a new prompt. Okay, we had a we had a rough start. Let's do a new prompt. Oh, I just God. went into like the mind of seventeen year old Alex so quickly. It's been a <laughs> while. Okay, this one doesn't make any sense. So we have to go through this journey together. Let's figure it um, out. You're given a robot assistant who is so good at their job that they end up saying they'll fire your other assistants unless you lie about the robot's productivity. So uh, th- this prompt has us do a lot of filling in the blanks here. Um, th- they they end up saying they'll fire your other assistants. I have multiple assistants. If I, I would, had multiple assistants, I wouldn't have accepted the robot in the first place. If I have multiple assistants, dang it. Why did my, my brain goes to the wrong thing every time? How cute are my assistants? <laughs> it's just really like if I have multiple assistants, I'm not there because of the workload. It's like because I wanted people to hang out with and these people sounded like fun. I definitely we should think probably get that. HR involved immediately because like I'm not there for them to work. I'm gonna be like, hey guys, wanna go out drinking? Wanna go have some so, fun? Come over to my house for a party. Like we're not working. So you're not even looking at the robot assistant part of this. You're looking at this as I'm someone who desperately needs friends, and the best way to do that was to have many assistants. This it just feels like a rich person thing to have more than one assistant. You're doing it because one assistant can do the job. Like the like the, the main tasks of assistant is like schedule organize organize schedules phone calls emails and like food run yeah that's one thing that's one person could do that yeah so Um, i think we're getting caught up on the fact that there's multiple assistants now the ai right so i think the reason is crazy if you're so efficient i don't need them 
they don't need to lie about your productivity. You're actually that productive. Like you're super efficient. Why do I need to lie about it? Sure, fire them. But save what, me money. See if I care. I might okay, just be lonely. So that's the we've we reached the root of the question was you would not cover for your various assistants. It's I'm saying the only reason I would want to keep them on if they were my friends, which I think if you have multiple, then they would be. So I guess you should stick up for them because they're your friends. But like lie to who? If I have multiple assistants. Probably don't have a boss. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I didn't really think that one through. Um, I'm glad I'll answer most of these because the next one's gonna be all you. I mean, we're gonna talk about it because that's this episode. Sure. But. So this next one says you are the leader of the world, and you have to decide whether to make English the global language. And I understand that this question is written. F- I feel like this question is written for people that are already very like. I don't want to say inf- insightful, but just like oh, just like socially aware Americans, because Americans have a stereotype of like only knowing English and forcing English onto everyone else. And I'm not saying that stereotype is unwarranted, but like I love just like the way that the question is worded. Like, if you're the world leader, are you going to decide to make English the global language? Like, yeah, because that's the one I know. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be a very effective leader if we picked a language I didn't know. That being said, I think Portuguese and Spanish both sound so Portuguese, Spanish, and Italian. I guess it's all the Romance languages sound so much better that like if I had a dedicated team teaching me the language and that's I was just like completely immersed, I might pick one of those. Um, I think because the thing is, is, there's more Chinese people and Indian people than there are. Any, that's like a third of the world population. But even they don't all speak the same language. They're not all speaking Mandarin. They're not all speaking Cantonese. So like picking Chinese doesn't really save anybody. Anybody any doesn't save anybody any time. So I mean, if I just have to pick the one I like hearing the most, then it'd be a romance language. If, I mean, but I wouldn't be a very effective leader if I like, hey man, I'll get back to you guys in two years when I know the language. So I guess it has yeah. to be English. That's dumb. <laughs> okay. Um, your brother bought a tarantula as a pet, and it lived in the same room with you. He would, too. He would. He freaking Either of would your brothers. Too. Yeah, he would, too. Um, I would probably put a padlock on it. Be like, yeah, that's your tarantula, but when I'm home, I'm locking him up. Also, I definitely feel like it would be bad parenting if the parents were both just like, eh, if you guys share a room, you you can choose the room pet without any consultation. Yeah, that's wild. Granted, my family was the family with weird pets. So like, it's so, I, I, but I was never for it. I thought it was always weird. Like, why do we have a bearded dragon? This is weird. When people come over to my house, <laughs> I'm gonna have to explain to them why we have a lizard in our house. I think you're working a little too hard. I think most people... I mean, maybe when you're young, like in elementary school and middle school, but once you reach high school, people are like, oh, you have a bearded dragon. Okay, anyway. Yeah, off-brand for me, though. If you come over to my house and you see a bearded dragon, you'd be like, well, this guy's obviously been lying to me about a lot because he does not give off bearded dragon energy. I am not that guy. So either I have a double life or um, I'm stuck with a crazy family. Now, which one's more believable? You tell me. Okay, you know, I'm going to say that these prompts are not maybe as fruit-bearing as we had hoped they would be. So let's go ahead and move on to what you brought. Okay, I brought um, hot takes. Okay, so hot takes. Hot so takes. We haven't done since episode 123, which is our robots episode. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Woo. It's when I go on Reddit, I go to unpopular opinions, I describe to you 
what the the post is and you have to come up with whether or not it's actually a hot take like is it actually an unpopular opinion and then uh once or twice during this thing we'll have you come up with a hotter take in the same vein so for instance this first one is it's not healthy for your partner significant other to be your only friend so you have to say whether or not that's a hot take and then if you so choose come up with a hot take that's in the same realm with this. So, Greg, is I, that a hot take? I definitely do not think that it is a hot take. Um, I think it's pretty easy to say that, like, your partner should obviously be, like, your favorite person. It should be a maybe your person, best friend. Your best friend. But not like, your only friend. Like, the, the, for me, like, the, the best partner experience would be if my partner and I go to a party together... We're there for like an hour. We both have like this look of like, this party isn't what I thought it was going to be. Do you want to just go home and watch a movie? And we go do that instead. Like that's kind of the experience. I love how in in a perfect world, you got a party you don't want to be at. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is like, um, you guys are willing to go to social ventures together, but you are also willing to like, come home together without like stirring up the social pool too much. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I Um, I feel you. So it's not a hot take to say that your partner, that you should have more friends than your partner. Yeah. I feel like obviously I think, I think it's easy for your partner to be your only friend and it gets easier as you get older. And the main reason why is at one point your partner is going to upset you and you need someone who is not your partner to vent to about your partner. That is totally normal and healthy to just be like, Hey, she is just breathing down my neck this week. And like, while you kind of like cool your head and figure out how to approach the problem rationally, you need someone disconnected from your partner to kind of be a sounding board for that. This doesn't have to be your friend. I would actually advocate that it shouldn't be your friend, that it should be a therapist. But I think because it, we get into weird territory when you start talking about your significant other to your friends. Yeah. Because they want what's best for you. So I, I don't yeah. advocate for venting about your partner. I do say that there are some times where your partner knows there is something that you don't like. They're like, this is just the way it is. And you're like, I understand this is just the way it is. I know you're not invested in just what I have to say. Because we're, we already know the feeling. So I'm going to go complain about the circumstance to somebody else. Yes. Next one. What's our next one? I mean, that one's freaking crazy. So we'll get to that one later. That one's hot. That one, dude. These, some of these are crazy. So um, we'll get back to the heavy ones later. Not so So heavy. what's wild about unpopular opinions, the subreddit, is some of them are unpopular opinions. And some of them some are of like, them are pineapple doesn't belong mean. on pizza. And then other ones are like, so are gay people even real? And I'm like, this is on the same subreddit? It's, like, that's crazy. It's just, you sh- and here's the thing about Reddit as a platform is you reach a point where you crest the hill of relevancy where you w- you may wish that your subreddit maintains a certain topic, but just due to the wide breadth of usership, like it's going to get exactly like you said, like, oh, it's, it's meant for pineapple belongs on pizza, but enough people waltz in here thinking that they could just spew some hateful rhetoric and be like, what? It's an unpopular opinion. Like, no, it's just mean. <laughs> it's actually, you're just being mean. 
Okay. So we're going to go back to the friends topic for this one. Sure. Flaking on plans you made with your friend isn't self-care. It's just rude. Um, the examples they gave are, well, they say this is disrespectful to their time and send a clear message of, I wasn't looking forward to spending time together. I feel like that's a bit of a stretch, but here's the examples that they said that they get in messages. I would love to, but I only slept four hours last night. Sorry, but I had a long week at work and sorry, I can't do this, but I'm burnt out. So the hot take is flaking on plans you, flaking on plans you made with your friend isn't self-care. It's just rude. All of the reasons that this person gave were the wrong choices to use to support their argument. Because I think I understand where they're coming from to an extent. Like there's, this is not like a, an objective formula. Like there's stages to this. Like if you and I had plans to play Xbox tonight, but, And this happens all the time where you and I have plans to play Xbox tonight and then you fall asleep while putting your kids down or something. Yeah. I don't consider that flaking on plans because they're low stakes. You have more important things to do. Like, I totally get it. Like, and if these were plans that we made like a day in advance, a little heads up would be nice. And so, like, it depends on what you mean by flaking, like standing you up. Absolutely. Being stood up is the worst. The only, unless it is like a life emergency, there are few reasons to genuinely stand somebody up. Um, so I mean, like, so this person is saying like they made plans and they're canceling plans and they'll let you know. It sounds, I don't know how much notice these people are getting, but it does suck. It's never. It absolutely sucks because I think it sounds like there's one person. Sometimes it feels like um, you, I really wanted to do this and you have other important things to do more. You've, you're making how you're feeling more important than how badly you want to spend time with me. Yeah. And again, it all goes to like levels of, I'm going to say importance, just like levels of commitment that these plans were like, if it was coming over for dinner and you're like, Hey, I had a long week and I don't want to like leave my house. I'd be like, I totally understand if you were coming over and we were going to go to DC for a concert and you gave me that, I'd be like, okay, well we spent a lot of money on this. I feel yeah, like we as should soon go as money anyway. gets involved. You gotta do it or it has to, I mean, we have to have a long conversation um, as well as as, as much notice as you could possibly give. So that person isn't just waiting. So this is something that I bring up, I think, every time we've done this segment or a segment akin to it. This is a strong blanket statement that I do not agree with as a blanket statement. There are aspects to this I agree to, but as a whole, it seems wildly inconsiderate on both people's parts. Yeah. All right, next one. I like this one. Well, you didn't even give me a chance to do a hotter take on that one. I I feel like we got some we got some real spicy ones coming up. So okay. I'm, I'm gonna let you <laughs> save your juice. Next one. Artists don't owe fans anything. I'm not even gonna it elaborate depend- this one. Yeah, I just want to hear what you think. So artists absolutely owe their fans their success. Like music, television, all that stuff does not exist without the audience participating in it. You know, the the artist as like an entity, feedback is 
a crucial aspect to the creative process. So, and also they're the ones funding your success as well. So, to but it's say like that you, they are, it is transactional. They're getting something. They're not supporting you for free, which is why I think yes. this is what this is a point this is making. And so, artists do not owe you their free time their um their money their donations like artists don't owe you that um they do owe you like i would say the least that an artist should owe is like at the very least recognition right like if a fan again like this kind of creeps into like you know artists don't owe you their personal time but like if somebody were to be like hey i liked your work in this you know the artist should at the very least be like Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. That is the minimum. I that feel feels like, like just being polite. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what. That's basically what I'm saying. Is like artists owe their fans. I think a base level of politeness. Now, obviously, there's a line that you know fans cross all the time, in yeah. which you know that politeness is no longer deserved. But there is like an element of like, hey, I wouldn't be where I am without the audience that I have, and I need to recognize that. But past that, I understand what what where they're coming from. Okay, so the two examples they gave are the the exact words is so many artists get shit if they cancel a tour or if they take a break. What do you feel about that? Taking a break um, is is fine. That, that's totally fine. I like people get real weird. I, artists that come to mind are like Frank Ocean. Um, people that oh, just like yeah, dude. <laughs> That's insane. People that people that just don't make content regularly. Um, and like uh Donald Glover, I think, is another example of this where like once he went childish Gambino, everyone was like everyone like super missed his comedy and like missed his acting career. But like he doesn't owe you more comedy. Yeah. Um canceling a tour, I have ne- like I don't know nearly enough about the intricacies of artist touring to but what I can say is that like tours don't get canceled for no reason. Yeah. Like it is not just the artist that is losing money. There are hundreds of people involved in this process that are losing money when an artist cancels on them. So, I think that kind of boils down to understanding that you don't understand everything. Gotcha. That's fair. Uh what's your hotter take? This one is more music related than artistry related, but I find concert hype way overblown i think that might like, not be such a hot take especially since the whole taylor swift thing is going on right now but that would have been yeah and so when harry styles was on tour i got yeah. dozens of videos from from his tour i've gotten countless taylor swift tour videos now i'm starting to get beyonce tour videos on my timeline and i'm like guys i don't care about any of this like i don't want to diminish the value of seeing live artists like that is totally a value that i respect and understand but there's something about concert culture like the people that say like oh i've gone to 24 concerts this year blows my mind that's so many that's so many and i understand that a lot of those are probably you know basement concerts house concerts um, small venue concerts, under a thousand people venues. Like I, I know that they're not all like stadium concerts, but like still, there's just like an element to it 
that I personally do not connect with. And it's baffling to see on such a grand scale. That's fair. All right. Now we're getting some tricky ones. You mean stuff I might need to cut? <laughs> yeah, I got three more and we can make these as long as you want. Saying that everyone needs therapy is stupid. Is that a hot take? First of all, that definitely is a hot take because first of all, saying anything is just stupid feels a little elementary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did all caps everyone saying that everyone needs therapy is stupid but like this is a perfect example of statements being taken literally yeah like hey man semantics okay and so like i feel like when people say everyone needs therapy like we're not saying everyone needs to schedule a weekly appointment for 45 to 60 minutes and talk with a person on a regular basis. Like that, like some people don't need weekly therapy, maybe just like a monthly check-in or like twice a year, even like, I think that every, I, I think what that really means is everyone would benefit from talking to somebody who knows what they're talking about. That's fair. Um, so I am going to say that's a hot take because we can, we can dissect that statement to mean something a little more accurate. And that person is just choosing not to do that. All right. Do you want to come up with a hotter one? Oh, I got one. Dude, I got one. (laughs) Okay. There is a certain demographic of people who will go to a therapist. The therapist will say, there's nothing I can do for you. You are too emotionally aware of yourself that there is no progress that I can make. And people will wear that like a badge of honor. And also, what? That doesn't make any sense. And I find like I find that so fascinating because like so what you're basically telling everyone on the Internet and God and your parents is that (laughs) you went to a therapist They said, you need more help than I can give you. And your reaction was, I beat therapy? No. (laughs) Like, I understand that shopping for therapists is one of the most, like, tooth-pulling activities somebody could do. But, like, that's kind of a red flag, IMO. Like, I'm not usually (laughs) that blatant about stuff like that, but if somebody said that to me, I would, like, I know, I'd eat a little faster. (laughs) You think you beat therapy. (laughs) On to the next boss. All right, Uh, Craig, I got two spicy ones left. I'll let you pick which one you want to talk about. First one, most people are fairly attractive if they were at a healthy weight and take care of their skin. And the other one, is men who leave after finding out their child is not theirs are unfairly vilified. So the the second one, yeah. Both of these I feel like are making are are saying something that nobody was saying. Yes. <laughs> I feel like nobody was um was like standing ground on the opposite. Like Yeah. Oh, you mean are you saying that everyone would be attractive if they had more traditionally attractive features? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Crazy! Um, but the second one is like, who's who's doing that? <laughs> like, at no point... Like, Alex, if you said to me, hey, I found out that both of my children weren't mine, I'd be like, hey, do you need a place to stay? Do you want to live with my parents? Like I would, like I, I, I would be, 
I would be starting the car. Yeah, like, dude. So I, I I just I guess I don't understand where that one's coming from. That I know where it's coming from. It's coming from an internalized like victim complex where it's like, huh, men are getting too much crap these days. How do, <laughs> how do I put us back in the limelight? Um. So the the short answer is both of those things are hot. T- I'm gonna say they are hot takes purely because no one's talking about them. Yeah, you're the first person to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> before there was no take you've introduced a take and because it's and the so only by take default. it might be that uh, oh man dude that's hot takes do you want to come up with something even hotter nah man i think we're good i think we got it sweet dude all right what's our uh, one hit so this is a one hit called missing piece um the way this works is i have a category and a list okay. of things Mm-hmm. One of the things from this list will be missing, and you don't know the category. Gotcha. So you have to fill in the missing piece of this category. Some of them will have multiple answers. Some of them will have a singular objective answer. This will gotcha. make sense as we carry on. I feel like this will be very so, difficult. So the first one, Leonardo, Michelangelo, yep. Raphael, and blank. Donatello. Perfect. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Um, congrats. That's the only easy one you're going to get. <laughs> I had a feeling. I'm like, you said this. I'm like, oh, so this is doomed to fail with different rules. Got it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought about that too when I was building this, but oh well. Um, up next, Bright Star, School of Rock the Musical, Waitress, Shuffle Along or the Making of the Musical Sensation of 1921 and All That Followed, <laughs> and Blank. Don't know. Don't even, even give a, like a. Uh, I want to say off Broadway, no longer touring. I'll say Kinky Boots. Okay, you had a very well informed guess, and I I like the direction you went with it. Um, the answer was Hamilton, because these were the 2016 Best Musical T- Tony nominees. Okay, so I, I'm not like completely clueless. With Google, no. I could have figured this out. Yeah, absolutely. Up next, 2 a.m., 6 a.m., 11 a.m., and blank. Does this have something to do with you specifically? Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? 2 a.m., 6 a.m., 11 a.m. I mean... 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Really close. It was 2 p.m. was the answer. And the category was times that I usually fall asleep. I knew it. I knew it. And I I couldn't get there. But I That's knew okay. That. You were close. I, I next. Um, I'm gonna, From now on, I'm going to start... Telling you what the category I think is, because I, I knew that. Okay. TOS, okay. TNG, DS9, and blank. I think this is something D&D related. Okay. And I think they're all like, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you. I would say, I was going to say it was dice related because of the numbers, um, but it could also be like just straight up traits or like categories of something. I mean, I would just throw out a random acronym. I don't know. Okay. Um, so the missing answer was Voyager. And these are all pre-2000s Star Trek live action shows. Yikes. The original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Next one. Lemonade. Okay. Grape soda. Yep. Pepsi Cola. And uh, blank. Is this personal? Are these things you used to mix or... I don't know, man. This is definitely something you. Lemonade. 
Pepsi Cola grape soda. Root beer. I'm sorry, that is not an acceptable answer. The category was uh, just any non-water drink that I like. And you named like the one traditional soda I don't like. <laughs> Gosh, dang it, dude. I knew it was something to do with you. I just didn't know what. All right, up next, we have blue, red, yep. pink, yellow, and blank. Green. Power Rangers. Correct category, wrong answer. We were looking black? for black. Freaking. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I didn't. I mean, I'm, I'm falling behind on my Power Rangers lore. You were really close, though. You I could have really sworn close. there was a Green Ranger, but I guess There not. is a Green Ranger. He was introduced in, like, the second season of the show. So, You know red, how crazy blue, is I pulled pink, Power yellow. Ranger out of... You naming colors? <laughs> that, that was actually really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, green was the first additional ranger. But red, blue, pink, yellow, and black were the original five. Okay. Um, and this is the final one. ASL, parkour, freestyle rapping, and blank. I feel like this category has more than one extra one. I feel like there's many acceptable answers. ASL. American Sign Language, freestyle rapping, and parkour. I mean, heavy on the improv for these. Uh, both you need, I mean, you don't really need to use your hand to freestyle rapping. They just do it anyway, like Italians. <laughs> uh, could be hand related, could be improv related. Watch ASL be not American Sign Language. Uh, I'm going to go just improv comedy. Uh, no. So the category was things that I would like to learn, but don't have the discipline to follow through on my own. Half so, of these are based on you. And I could have just offered better guesses and figured it out. <laughs> what was the answers that you had prepared? Um, I didn't have anything formally prepared for that one, but you just gave like an objectively wrong answer. I would have let most things fly through on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I got, I'll be a little bit more creative. Unfortunately, I will never get a second chance because this is a one hit. This is a one hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So we are wrapping up our game segments. And um, while the WGA strike is over, the SAG strikes are still going on and so we are going to continue on with our we're going to continue with independent cinema um which mostly <laughs> means that we're going to be living in the a24 realm of cinema for a few weeks still um but that's okay um we have a yeah. lot of stuff to get through still october we are still holding tried and true we're doing spooky stuff um we don't have a full schedule planned for this year like we normally do for obvious reasons yeah. um but with that in mind, we are going to start October with Roger, Robert, Roger. I should look this up. I should know this. It's not difficult. Um, We're pros. We'll cut this in post. Uh, Robert Eggers, the witch um, with my boy, with my boy, with my girl, Anya Taylor joy. Uh, so listen, this is my least favorite time of the year because <laughs> at, like at least on small and tall, like we do some spooky and some like cozy autumnal fall movies to like mm -hmm. balance it out. We do not do anything of the sort here. <laughs> it is into the fire. Oh man. But we watch classics. And so we'll we be taking a deviation classics. from the classics this year. I'm sure we'll bring it back next year. We'll see what the rest of the month looks like, uh, you know, depending on the strike. But I am excited. Who doesn't love October? Um, 
and we'll you'll hear more about it next week. Excited to get back into movies, bro. Yes. Yeah. So I'm butter. excited too. That's what we're known for. Yeah. I have no idea how this episode is gonna turn out. <laughs> Listen, audience, if you had half as much fun as I did, you'll love this episode. <laughs> but if Craig Which, cuts everything you, and all of a sudden this podcast is 20 minutes long, know that he cut all the good stuff. And so if you made it all the way to the end and you have yet to decide if this was a good episode or not, let us tell you, hey, you enjoyed the episode. You just may not know it. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna go about your day, you're gonna think about this for the for the rest of the afternoon, and you're gonna like sit back at your desk at like four PM and you're gonna be like, you know what, that was a highlight of my day. Yeah. And at least we're not like at the end, like most podcasters just promoting our tour or anything like that or where we're gonna be next. No, it's just us goofing off at the end. So maybe yeah, you do listen to all like, the way through. Like, I don't even like stream anymore or anything. Like, I couldn't promote anything if I wanted to. Hey, watch the TikTok I made three weeks ago. <laughs> um, oh, fun stuff, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to get back into the swing of it. Until then, my name is Craig Wells, aka Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, aka Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. While you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces.